Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Man missing on tier two, cell 245. Dufresne, get your ass out of here, boy. You hold up the show. Damn it, Dufresne, you're putting me behind. I got a schedule to keep. You better be sick or dead in there, I shit you not. You hear me? Oh, my holy God. Uh, ladies and 
Welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! <laughs> oh, James. Tonight's your night. Tonight's my night. Tonight's your night. Uh, we did a show a few episodes ago about my, my fear of prison. Um, not, right. not a fear, uh, but more of uh, a, a fear of, of losing your mental uh, state. And not so being able to handle it yeah. is basically not, it. Not, not the physical aspect, but the mental aspect. I think I would, I would lose my mind. Uh, I, I, I've often stated seven years was my max. <laughs> or I would just off myself before I went. Mm-hmm. Um, y- yesterday, the, uh, the, the, the pharma bro, uh, Martin Shkreli, Shkreli um, who is hated uh, universally by by. Pretty much everyone. I, I would say he is arguably one of the most hated men uh, in the United States currently. Oh, the guy that bought that Wu-Tang thing and made the AIDS? Yes, he, he ran the uh, pharma company that and, and he jacked up all the AIDS drugs. Okay, yeah. 5,000% um, yeah, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. because he could. Sure. Um, simply stating for the fact of, hey, there is no, no set market price, therefore we create it and our business can make more, more money. So let's just... Jack it up as high as we can. Um, he also had a, an investment banking firm on the side that, that he was uh, working with, along with his pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. What he was doing was using the money he made from pharmaceuticals and paying off people through this investment firm. Uh, and they, they, long story short, they popped him for, for fraud, for, for money laundering yep. and fraud. Because um, he was using some of this to pay back some investors, as well as bilking some people. Uh, whatever he got charged, you know, ninety times. Some, some counts stuck. He got convicted of three of them. He's facing about twenty years in prison. Uh, everybody's celebrating this. You also know him as is the Wu Tang guy, right? Uh, Wu Tang Clan made a an album, first album they'd made in years. They put it up for a private auction. Whoever bought it had the option to do whatever they wanted to with it. They could release it to the public. They could only keep it to themselves. Uh, the the choice was theirs. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker bought it. He bought the album and kept it to himself. He trolled Wu-Tang fans, basically. For the last two years. Yep. Uh, he would play maybe 10 seconds of it. Uh, he had people over to, over to his house to listen to it. Uh, such a, he looks like such a dude. Not only that, but the too. people he played f- for d- didn't like rap music. Mm-hmm. So he would, he would do shit like that. Right. Of like... Hey man, I really don't give a fuck what this album Ugh. is. So he's deprived hip hop fans sure. of this this unknown epic album of, of Wu Tang Clan. Which crime is worse? You know, I really don't know. I can't say. Lastly, lastly, uh, he is alleged to have the Carter Five, the elusive Lil Wayne album that has been put on hold oh. because of a lawsuit uh, for the, for the past three years. Sure. Uh, Lil Wayne is suing Birdman, uh, the owner of of Young Money, Cash Money. Um, so this album has not been able to be released until this lawsuit is settled. He claims he has it and played two of the tracks one night on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lil Wayne threatened a lawsuit, confirming that indeed this <gasps> fucking guy had the Carter Five as well somehow. Why is he the worst? Why is he the worst human being on the planet? It's not going to matter shortly because he's going to jail for a while. Uh, and a guy like that uh, in jail is not not going to do... Oh, no. Not going to do so Little... well. Yeah, fuck boy. Not going to do so well. Little fuck boy. Uh, so tonight, we, one of our listeners uh, called in and said, hey, I used to work at a, at a prison. 
at a, at a max prison. Uh, if you want to know what it's like and what, what, what goes on there, uh, I'd be happy to tell you. So James and I were like, fucking yes, egg. Yes, that's like we'll give my you a, Super we'll Bowl. Give, we'll give yeah. you a ring. That's Let's my Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, oh. Really? <laughs> like after I'm saying after like all I've been in through, general, Tom Brady's who you want to bring up today? Who would it be? Jesus Christ. Uh, anybody besides Tom Brady. Say Michael Jordan. Uh, say That's somebody else. That's my Michael Jordan. God damn it. Tom Brady. Come on. He was just on. I'm sorry because it was his birthday. Sorry. Uh, fuck Tom Brady. And his wife is is uh, spouting off about him having a concussion. And yeah. he's like, shh, shh, shh. Uh, that was last year, actually. And they're still talking about that. Yeah, I know. Um, but it was like on his birthday or whatever. So. Yeah, she. Uh, she's I, no Patty Boochin. That's for sure. No, no, no. But she she's also a super fan, like which is surprising. I would not. I would have thought she would have married like a Ronaldo or something like a you know a soccer star. Yeah. Uh, for for her to be this into American football, um, is crazy to me because she was at the game. Oh yeah, when yeah, someone yeah, yeah. when something like brings you that much money, you get real excited about it. I guess, but <laughs> l- look to, to be honest, if you, you if you look at the numbers, it, yeah. if you open up the numbers, she's made more than him. She has made more money than he has. Right. So it's like, eh, what are you? Yeah. What are you this fucking excited for? Yeah. And if you're truly worried about him getting concussions, I fuck, don't... call it a day. You guys are worth a half a billion. Like you're good. Yeah, I don't think she's truly worried. I don't think. Thing. I don't think so either. But I saw her. What was it? The Today Show she was yeah, on the yeah. other day or whatever the fuck it was. Like you know, running her mouth about it, and it was just like, running hey, running her mouth. What is that you, about? Are you really this fucking? Uh, you know. I, I think there's there's women who really want to be a part of it, you know, who are just like like they're playing too. Where you're just like you're not playing, right? You're not fucking doing anything. Uh, but I, my thing is like, why isn't Brady like? Sh- 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 I, I, one would think you know what Brady I mean? behind closed doors would be like, hey, hey girl, just shut the fuck up. Um, it is Boonchin though. Yeah, I mean, she's like an alien. It's, it's tough to tell. Like we don't know if she beats him, but she might. Yeah, it's tough to tell whether uh, who's wearing the pants in that relationship. Right. Because um, she definitely could be like, peace out and be fine. So yeah, these yeah. are two people that like, I don't know how fucking codependent and weird they are. Or if they're just perfect relationship goals. I don't know. But I look, I knew I knew his, uh, what is his, la- his last fiance pretty well. The one that he left while she was pregnant for Boonchin? Yes. Mm. I, I know her pretty well. And uh, totally fucking nice, normal, like polite couldn't have been a sweeter person, so I don't know what happened with that. Sure, like there was never a real answer. I mean, look, Giselle. Wa- it was. It was. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. Giselle walks in. Giselle walks in, and she points at you, and she wants you, and, and you get up from the table, wh- whoever's table you're at. Yeah, and you go with Boonchin, and you leave, you and leave. you leave. Yeah, and I'm sorry, girl, and you'll get over it, you know, and I'll pay you or whatever. Sure, sure. Um. But yeah, he just, he had to do it. Yeah. It was like this crate, it's a, it, you know, it's and a it, law, I it's, think. It's if one Boonchin, of those. If Boonchin points to you. It's one of those things too with Tom Brady where no one has ever brought that up again. I know. And he's one of those people that somehow. Because it's Boonchin. Got I, think. A, I think so. And like I said, it is a law. If Boonchin comes if for you. Giselle, yeah. If, yeah, if, Bo- if Boonchin sends for you. Yeah. You come. You come. You, you go. Um, but yeah, do you. <sighs> I always think I saw her. I saw Boonchin post something for Brady's birthday, and I still thought about the ex-wife, or was it girlfriend or wife? It was wife. Uh, they were no, they were. I think I believe they were they engaged were, at the they time. They were engaged, and yeah. she was pregnant. Yeah. So I think when I saw that post, I still thought like, oh, I wonder if she sees this 
and still cringes. I would think so. Right? Yeah. Because it's still Boonchin. It's yeah, not like Boonchin yeah. is not Boonchin anymore. She has a baby and she's still like an alien. Yep. Uh, so there's no like, oh, yeah. you know, well, at least she's fat. It's, it's it's like when your 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 girlfriend leaves you uh, for George Clooney. What are you going to do? What are you going right. to do? And that, that, hey, that happened to my my buddy. Uh, dated dated yeah. uh, Keebler for, for 10 years. Um, wouldn't put a ring on it for whatever the fuck reason. And uh, she was like, cool. They break up. And the next thing you know, she's dating George Clooney. And you're just like, oh, no. But now she's not dating him. No, she's married now, too. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's married okay, to somebody good. else. Good for I her. I believe she's a child. Um, That's what she wanted, huh? I think my buddy's still single. I think oh, of course he is. Single. Oh, of course he is. I'll, I actually, without even you doing any research, I will tell you 100% he is. Oh, boy. That God, was a that major was just, blow to him. Uh, he has not gotten over know. it. Still... I don't Yeah, that was just, it was just dumb. I, I don't, yeah. Dumb, dumb. Uh, but uh, we went off on a, on a tangent. With all that being said, uh, we 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 got a guy uh, who was a CEO um, mm-hmm. who worked uh, in the prison on tonight's uh, episode. It was a, it was a call in, um, and uh, we had a, we had a we had a we had a really nice conversation with him. Yeah, we got behind the uh, behind the bars. Yeah, yeah, we got we got behind the bars. We got behind bars with on him. the inside. Yeah, we went on the inside tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. First up, though, we, we, before we get into that that call, we got some Spencers who uh, who pay for this whole shit to be on the air. Um, first and foremost, we got StraightRazors.com. Big fan of StraightRazors.com. <laughs> um, love, 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 love me some Straight Razors. Uh, they don't love really them in do. prison. They don't, they don't allow these in prison. Um, but I have a feeling they're they're not ordering them anyways. So yeah. No, yeah. no. It's more fun to make them yourself. It is. It is. <laughs> Out of a toothbrush. Uh, straightrazors.com has got the finest shaving products on this earth. Uh, they got the number one ranked aftershave, number one ranked cologne. Um, they're, they're, their razors are the finest in the biz. And if you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, I haven't used a straight razor. I'm, I'm a little nervous about it. They got a little safety kit for you to get you started. Uh, once you get used to it, though, you never go back. Uh, they've also got, like, shampoos, conditioners, um, and their smolder aftershave and uh, cologne is the greatest goddamn smelling shit on the planet, and it's it's the best. It gives you a, that aftershave gives you a little burn in your pores afterwards, so you know they're sealed up. Big big fan. Try those two if if, if you're if you're just curious about trying out the product. If they don't, if you don't like them, you can punch me in the dick when you see me out. That's uh, a guarantee. That's a guarantee. Go to straightrazors.com, type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Again, support the show. Go to straightrazors.com, type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Next up, we got strikeforceenergy.com. Beautiful, beautiful. Dawn's early light every time you do that. Dawn's early light. It's like the 4th of July Mm-hmm. All over again. Oh, beautiful. For ah. our famous guys. For the green. Uh, Strike Force Energy is the premium, premier, uh, grandeur energy drink in all of the land. I don't, even, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think grandeur is a word. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, Are we gra- talking? Grandeur, no. Am I talking right now? Uh, Strike Force Energy is a tasty, tiny little tin pouch that you just rip open, pop in your drink. You, you put a little squeeze in there, and you're good to go. Um, it goes in everything, too. Beers, waters, Kool-Aids, liquors, liqueurs. Uh, it's better than five-hour energy. You can, get, you can kick the can. You don't need the can anymore. Uh, you don't need Red Bull. You don't need uh, Kickstart or Monster, whatever the fuck you're drinking. 
Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Get yourself a packet of energy drinks. Tell me I'm tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. Use the promo code Revolution for twenty percent off. Again, that's StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use the promo code Revolution for twenty percent off. They've got a subscription of the month club, and they ship everywhere in the entire world, which is a nice thing. Uh, last but not least, we got at night she cries while he rides his steed. The first ever romance novel for dudes, Jables. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Ray Charles. Um, if you're <laughs> looking for the most patriotic book ever written, it's at night she cries while he rides his steed. Um, funniest book ever written by the genius, um, the man on two legs, uh, the man with two arms. Uh, the man with one single head, two ears, and two eyes. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, we're talking about Ross Master Antonio, uh, Orenthal James Patterson. Um, man, I can't say enough good things about that guy. <laughs> sure. He's sure. really just, uh, yeah. just a, yeah. a, a God-given talent walking around on this earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick up pick up the book on Amazon.com uh, or, or listen to it on Audible.com. It's uh, one, of, one of the top 10 ranked Audible books on there. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because they, they allowed me to do it. Uh, you, they allowed me to put other actors in it. Jesse got to be in it as, mm-hmm. as well. Um, and the reason why I say this is I, I'm writing the sequel to A Night She Cries While He Rides His Steed as we speak right now. And, uh, man, I've written a lot of shit this year. And, and sometimes you kind of search for inspiration. You're kind of looking for other shit. I like to go and look at what other people have done to try to dig up inspiration. I went out of your suggestion that Stephen King uh, wrote a book about his writing process. Yeah, on writing. Uh, yes. Well, I'm, I'm currently writing, so I cannot read it. So I was like, oh, I'll just get the Audible. I got the fucking Audible, and it was that goddamn British guy they try to stick with like 90% of these audiobooks who fucking sucks. <laughs> and it's like... I, you've heard Stephen King talk. You know what he what he sounds like, right. what he looks like. It would be great if it he was did jarring it. to yeah. to hear this audiobook that was like, oh, I was sitting on the train on the way back. Yeah, from this I thing, will and I say like, if it's a a biography like that, of a real person, then do it. You should definitely read it. Do like your I own know it's audiobooks. hard and it takes a lot of time, but yes. just do it. Like I, I just don't get it. So like. You know, Simon and Schuster tried to push it off on that British guy. They were like, oh, we'll just have him do it. It'll be quicker. It'll be... I yeah. go, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm the best there is. I'll do this goddamn thing. And I'm the only one who can do this voice. And then when, once once they allowed me to do it, and there, were, there was some back and forth. Once they allowed me to do it, and then they got it, they were like, oh, Jesus Christ, oh, we had no idea. And I was right. like, welcome, welcome to the fucking new world. And uh, for, now I heard that there's other books where they're hiring out teams of actors to do it, and they're paying for mm-hmm. it. So... Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm we're not, not going to say we started it, but mm, kind of close. Kinda. I, th- I think it's it was the only one at the time for sure that did it. Yeah. So uh, um, pick up a copy of A Night She Cries While He Rides a Steed or, or check it out on on uh, audible.com. Um, now to the good stuff. Now to to the this this is what you didn't pay for. This this is why <laughs> you this is why you subscribe to the podcast for free. Um, is to hear shit like this. Uh, we got a we got a call. From uh, from somebody who was on the inside uh, to 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 give us a, a little insight in, into what it's like inside the jail. Uh, we we kept his name private um, out of respect for him, and uh, he's got a new job, new life now. Uh, wanted to leave that old one behind, so we're we're going by a nickname, and we may or may not deepen his voice. Maybe or 
shrank in his voice. <laughs> it was maybe yeah. a lot deeper, and we made it a higher. Who knows? You'll never. Pitch. You'll never know that answer. You'll never know <laughs> you'll that never answer. You'll never know. We won't tell you. We won't tell you. But uh, we're gonna play the 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 interview now. And uh, buckle the fuck up, kids. Here you go. Okay, what, what was your highest level of, of security? It was a max security. It was not like the, the super max like you see in the documentaries, though. Yeah, That's des- one de- step above. You know what? Describe the difference for the audience because I, I think uh, I, I think a lot of people, including myself, don't know the difference between a max and a super max security prison. Well, yeah, at your very bottom level, you have like your community programs. So that's like a work release where they go, they're, they're, they stay at the prison that night check out the next morning, go do their real world job. Um, other ones where they just live there, but there's no real fence. You know, they, they come and go. They're very, they're nonviolent offenders, very low risk. And then you have medium security prison. I mean, you're within the walls there, maximum security. Uh, some of those are locked down up to, you know, 22, 23 hours a day. Shit. And is that like violent? offenders or it's like all kinds um where we were at was maximum security it was broken up to nine different housing units and we had everything from very low level people that were only going to be maybe serving a sentence of a year or two and with the good time law you were getting out in half that all the way up to people that were uh life sentences jesus and they they were so they were they were sharing the same space um not necessarily same prison not the same space and so the housing units were broken up into nine separate housing units. Okay. So all of, let's say, like your sexual offender, sexual predators, and your protective custody inmates were in their own wing. They never saw anyone else in general pop. Oh, gotcha. I got gotcha. so, so Gen pop, right? That's what they call it. Gen pop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so all the, like the chomos, trying to help. He's trying all to the chomos, cool. the child molesters, and all that stuff were were in another unit altogether. Yes. And and they never mingled. No. 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 Okay. Can I ask about the shoe? Was yes. that? Is there like? Is that one of the houses basically? Yes. Okay. What, what is the, what is the shoe? Why, why? Why did Jesse? Why do you know this? What? What is the Me shoe? Me and White Thunder are gonna talk because we know what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> um, how do you feel about that solitary confinement? Like on an honest level. Uh, you know what? I've never done it, but I've only seen part of the research that's come out that's recently said it's incredibly hard on someone's psyche that it breaks them. And you, and I, so you haven't seen like firsthand somebody just like lose, go lose their shit from like having you it go see there. it when they're coming out of it. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, right? they're they're broke. Here on the outside is a common belief that solitary confinement is only for the most hardened inmates, but not so. In some prisons, breaking basic rules or being caught with contraband will earn a prisoner time in the hole. And almost all of these men will be released back into society someday. Studies show they're actually more likely to reoffend on the outside as a result. We return now to ABC's Dan Harris, almost through his first full day of confinement, to look for clues as to why. 
I've now been in solitary for 18 hours. I'm meeting with jail officials. It feels good to be out of that little cage, I'll tell you that much. When we are loudly interrupted. What is that? It is my neighbor, the mentally ill inmate, breaking down while guards return him to his cell after a court appearance. Jail officials admit sometimes when they put people in solitary, they just get worse. With ours, uh, I think the most I ever saw anyone was like 30 days. But you're only getting out a few times a week for a shower, whatever the state minimum is. Uh, you have no time in the yard. Your meals are given to you through a slot in the door. That's it. Is there any light in there? Yes. Yes, there's light. Oh, okay. Okay. But, I get... mean, you could walk into that unit, and sometimes you'll have someone that's actually breaking down, and they're just yelling and screaming and banging against the wall. I mean, oh. it's there's people that break mentally when they're in there. For sure. I mean, Shit. Ross would last two hours. Well, so now that you've said that, <laughs> White Thunder, um, I, I don't know, and I'll tell you why. Do, are you? Do you have access to a TV or paper? Like, no. a, what, what about anything? Anything to write with or nothing? No. That's it's very similar to if you are in like a suicide watch. They've taken everything from you. You don't have a bed at that point. You sit. Wait, in. wait. So no, in our no facility, bed? no. In our facility, you had what was called a cot. It looked like kind of a uh, a canoe. It was just a hard plastic shell and the mattress that went in there, and you'd no. have your blankets. And, and you'd some blankets. Right. Yeah, you'd have your, your prison uniform that you were issued, and some of those were like the ripstop material, so they couldn't, you know, tear something off, make a noose, hang themselves. Um, some of them were allowed shoes, but it's more like a flip-flop or like a croc. There's no shoelaces and those in there. Man. It's you're, just you're, you yeah. and your thoughts, man. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. I, 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 I don't think Two I hours. could mentally, mentally get through that if I didn't have anything to do. Because if it's just you and your thoughts and you have right. nothing to do in there, like physically do, um, yeah, you'd lose your shit. If I had like, yeah. you know, even old reruns of like, you know, Andy Griffith, I'd be fine. Um, but Yeah, if you, and a lot of them, you're not allowed a television. Some of them, you're allowed books. It kind of depends on oh, your level, okay. what you've done and where yeah, you're yeah, at. Yeah. You might have one book. You might have, you know, a journal you can write it. Okay. If I, if I had something to write in, I would be okay. Or like a stack of books. I think I would be all right um, for that amount of time. But other than that, no, I would. You're right. I, like I, I'd go off the fucking deep end. But that was just my question because that kind of fascinates me. It's like so hardcore. But you didn't really work that. So let's, no, I was yeah. not an issue. So let's get back to your craziness then. Yeah. What, what's, so what, what? What's the what's the craziest thing you ever saw while working there? Um. We had a couple of close riots when I was there. Um, I was never actually part of a riot. We had a few four cell extractions. That was about the extent of my craziness. Um, we had another prison that was right next to us. We had an underground tunnel between the two. Um, probably the craziest thing I saw there was there was a guy that had snitched on a bunch of inmates and he was getting out within like a week. And as he was going through the halls one day, they found him and there was some construction supplies left out like two by four some scaffolding and they beat him to the point where he was unconscious in the hospital broken Gee. bones i mean they Whoa. they attempted to kill him they didn't kill him but he might as well have been wow right. uh and, and and did they know this this underground tunnel this harriet tubman like tunnel between the prisons was going on 
Uh, the, the tunnel between was the sally port, yes. That's because we didn't actually take inmates out of one prison to go to the next. There really? was an underground tunnel that went in between. There was a sally port, so uh. you brought the inmates into there. Guards searched them. One uh. door shut, the next door opened. They took them through. Shit. Uh, so one prison actually cooked all the meals, they did the laundry, and they brought it over to ours. Wow, that's weird. Because um, you could do whatever you that's a, like you could do whatever you wanted to with that food. I w- one would imagine, right? Um, no, because all the guards are there with them. Okay. Uh, so these inmates that have earned the right to do these jobs, these are actually for prison. They were good jobs. Uh, they got them out of their cell. I mean, otherwise you're locked down most of the day. Yeah. Well, so, so if you had a job in the laundry where you could work six hours a day you got to be around your friends you weren't stuck in your cell you were psyched about it a little bit of money yeah uh is the prison food as bad as everybody says some of it wasn't and Uh, they're allowed to buy things through their commissary oh that's right that's right yeah yeah yeah. gotcha so they'll buy you know refried beans and uh taco shells and sausages and cheese and i mean they'll actually cook up their own food as well okay uh, what what about the what what about the like this the 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 gay sex that that you hear you hear about this? Look, that's one of the most common things that everybody right. everybody All hears right. about. Um, yeah. is, is it is is it as rampant and bad as people say? Um, I never flat out saw it. You, you looked the other way, or or you didn't care, or what? what what's uh, the... No, I I always knocked on the cell, and you have a control station officer that's kind of in a an encased room. And they can see out onto the floor, and you would call for that officer to open that door. You had sometimes, depending on the unit, uh, the security restrictions, you had to wait for another officer to show up. You couldn't just open a cell door and go in. Now, was was this sex voluntary or, or, or involuntary? Uh, both. Oh, boy. I mean, sometimes you'd go in, and you're, it's not supposed to be going on, but it was, and it was completely voluntary between the two. And there are other times that, no, it was flat out the guy was raping a cellie. Oh, God. His own cellmate. Yes. Um, and, and and then and, and that... you just knock on the door. Well, or... you'd pound. You'd pound on the door. Right. You know, okay. you give them the order to take down the. Got it. And you're like the, the toilet paper, whatever they put up there, a piece of newspaper. Or whatever. Sure. Okay. And what you could hear them screaming. Yes. Oh boy. You could hear. You know. You could hear. You know. Sometimes they were grunting, but you can hear what's going on. You just couldn't see. Sure, and if sure. They wouldn't, you know, if they take it down, sometimes they're just in the wrestling, or they were fighting. Right, right. So, so, um, so, what happens when you walk in and see, you know, uh, one one of their cellmates is is being raped by another cellmate? What's the protocol for that? Uh, you'd have to call for another officer. They come in. Depends on what the guy does. I mean, if he just puts his hands up and comes out, he's getting taken away. More, and if it was rape and the other guy's going to press charges, then he's going to have another charge added to his sentence. Gotcha. So the other you, guy's going off to the hospital. He's getting, you know, medical eval, a psyche eval, all that good stuff. So you can you, you can press charges for something like that. Uh yes. You know, I'm not sure exactly how that works, but I would assume yeah. the state picks that up. Man, I, I did not know that actually. But you know, because if they hit you, that's assault. But okay. some of them that were sh- only there for a small time period, they didn't. They would not touch the officers. They're not supposed to because they knew, hey, this is going to add time to my. Sentence. sentence sure so if you go into some place where you know the guy's raping his cellmate and he turns around and hits you i mean he's going to get charged for the sexual assault he's going to get charged for the assault on the officer gotcha 
Gotcha. So let me ask you this. Were, were the guys that were in there doing longer sentences purposely trying to fuck up any of the other guys that were doing shorter sentences so they would stay longer? I never saw that. In fact, a lot of the ones that were in there, the longtime guys, guys that had been through two or three sentences, they were the ones that would actually help the officers out. Really? So what? A couple of my housing units, they'd get a new guy that came in and the kid would just be acting the fool. He'd, you know, be too loud. He would be, whatever it was, was disrupting the normal state of the housing unit. And the older inmates would pull him aside and say, look, knock this shit off. Because if you get us in trouble and they lock down the housing unit, we're going to find you later. Ah, gotcha, They gotcha. have their daily routine. Anything that was going to cause them, you know, if someone starts a fight, okay, now the unit's getting locked down. Well, now they don't get to make their phone call. Or they don't get to go play dominoes. Or they lose their yard time. So some of the inmates would actually help enforce, you know, what needed to be going on in that housing unit. Probably upwards of 30 different gangs that were in there. No shit. And it was, they do the best when you come in of trying to segregate you by your when gang. You get your security clearance. Yes, they're trying not to put two people in a housing unit or two warring factions in a unit that aren't going to get along. So the units weren't segregated by race. I had some units that were predominantly white because if they threw a whole bunch of black or Hispanic or Native American or you know Asian gang members in there, it just wasn't going to work. Right. Some units were pretty well mixed. Some were predominantly one race or another. But a lot of it came down to whatever those gangs were doing, whether they were in charge of gambling or they were in charge of, you know, commissary and selling and bartering or they were in charge of, you know, sex on that unit. Oh, man. But a lot of it just came down to flat out physical violence. I mean, we had a, a use of force incident basically every single day. Really? Did you ever have to use force at all? A few times, yes. Uh, and, and, and how, how violent does it get really dependent on the unit you were working on? So, like I said, the, the units that the lower, the number, the lower, the risk. So in our particular one housing unit, one was all the sexual predators, uh, safe keeps, that kind of stuff. Generally very little to no problems there. Um, the higher the numbers, two, three, four, five, those were generally pretty mellow units. Those were people that just wanted to do their time and get out. Gotcha. Um, the, the higher level ones, those are the ones, I mean, you had a use of force almost every single day down there. Jesus. Uh, let me ask you this. The, 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 the sexual unit that you were, you were talking about, um, did you find that they had any sex crimes against each other going on in there? Or, or was their thing mostly towards innocent people to the outside world and once they got inside – they were, you kinda... know, I couldn't answer that one. That was the one unit that I tried my damnedest not to work because I just I couldn't stomach it. And, and as as a guard, is that the same feeling with with every other guard that's there? Are they like, man, I that's that's one unit I just don't want to work? Uh, for us, yes. That was just it was a really shitty unit. I didn't want to be around those people. I uh, just you left there just feeling sick, knowing that some of these people were there for crimes that they had committed against like their grandchild oh, or you know, their own son or daughter. I mean, it was just, 
So that it was brings... disgusting. So no, I, I really don't know how much of that went on there because I tried my best to get different shifts or different posts so that I wasn't in that unit. Gotcha. Um, well, my, my question, that led me to my question about like how you honestly, now that you're, I don't know if you're in the same line of work. Were you, were you saying? No. no. So um, how did you feel? Like, did you ever feel like somebody was in there that shouldn't have been? Or was it like, Everybody's I don't know. Guilty. That's, I mean, that's question one, I guess. Did you ever feel like? there were people in there that you believed i know everyone says they're innocent right jesse likes making a uh, making a murder no on Netflix. I like, she likes to think that people are innocent who no, are in there that's, no. your, that's your thing i never no i never ran into anyone that i thought was innocent ah, okay no i know not a single one and most of them would flat out tell you yes i did it not necessarily in a bragging sense oh. but most of them would own up and yeah i did that Oh, yep, so they, happened. okay. So they're not saying like, no, I didn't. I'm innocent. I'm sure that happens. Right. I never ran across the single okay, one. Okay, okay. So my thing was like, you know, all these like, oh, you know, these shows make it seem like there's so many people incarcerated that are like wrongfully, you know, yeah. shoddy police yeah, work yeah, and yeah, all yeah. this Absolutely. shit. Yeah. And I think just talking to you or that question was meant to show that, like, there actually isn't that many people that are, like, wrongfully yeah. committed. You, <laughs> you know, know what I mean? Like, when you look at it statistically, yes. yeah, I'm sure there there are plenty of people in prison for things that they didn't do or railroaded correct. or trumped up charges. Yeah. I didn't see it. Okay. So everyone in there, you're like, listen, you did something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And most of, them, so most of them would flat out tell you. Okay. I mean, they wanted okay. to tell you. Interesting. Um, and then were you, was it like a really stressful job where you had to like psych yourself up every day to just be like, all right, I'm doing yes. this? Yeah. Yes. Okay. When you, when you went through the academy, that was the one thing they told you is, you know, it's a high stress job. There's a lot of turnover, a lot of burnout. Um, that's the only reason I did it for a year. Yeah. I thought for sure. Cause it, I mean, this was 17 years ago. Okay. Uh, it was a really good paying job. At right. the time, I was really young. I was like, "Hey, this is a great job." Um, I was like, oh, "I'll be able to do this forever." No, right. I, I don't know how some of the officers in there did it for twenty some odd years. Yeah, I, that, that's one thing that that, that I I could never figure out because uh, a, a friend of ours, uh, Rocco, did it for a little bit. Um, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. He he did it for a little bit, and he was just like, "Man, every day you wake up and it's just." A fucking grind to, you to get think, yourself prepared for that. Do you think you yes. have to be like a certain type of person? And did you see some officers that were like, oh, you're meant to do this? Like, yes, <laughs> you're meant to just be this. You love it. You know what I mean? Yes. OK. And you just we had a few yeah. on our teams that were uh, former gang members okay. that had, you know, a really bad life and managed to turn around. Wow. And we're like, you know what? I'm here because I want to do something to try and help people. You know, right. yes, you're in prison right now, but you're not always going to be. That's you need great. To make that transition when you come out. See that, and that's great. And I think that's what's that's who should be working these jobs. Like somebody who's at least you know has been in, uh, knows what's going on, knows what they're going through, and then has gotten into the outside world and is able to to go back into the the, the system itself and say, "Hey, guys, there is something better beyond this outside here." Um, and is still, able to set, a, you know, understand the, the, the rules and guidelines and, and get through the days and then help them get through as right. well. And then it would, pro it would provide more jobs 
for you know ex cons. Um, like I said, we had talked about this on the show when when you had written in with you know a, a friend of Rocco's who was a former inmate had gotten out, and a lot of them don't know what to do with their life after that. Would you agree yes, with that? Yes, they they don't always prepare you the best. You know, there's a a lot of different programs in prison, and sometimes people go and say, oh, you know, they shouldn't have access to high school diplomas and college classes and all oh, they, they have it so well. Well, what do we expect these people to do when they get out? Yeah. We've yeah. locked exactly. them away for 10 years. They have no applicable skills. Right. You, you got to try and do this. Otherwise it's just a cycle that's going to repeat. They're going to come right back out. Well, the only thing I know is slinging drugs. All right. Now I'm right back in prison. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of this uh, podcast ear hustle? No, I haven't. It's um two inmates that are actually doing a podcast from San Quentin, I think. Really? You're now tuned in to San Quentin's Ear Hustle from PRX's Radiotopia. The following podcast contains language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. I'm Armando Flores, and I served 26 years in solitary confinement. Being in the shoe for so long, it will affect you in many ways, you know, from not being able to finish a sentence to forgetting what you're talking about during a sentence. I'm Erlon Woods. Erlon is serving a 31-year-to-life sentence for attempted second-degree robbery, and he's the co-host and co-producer of Ear Hustle. And that's Nigel Poor. She's a visual artist who works with incarcerated men here at San Quentin. And she's the co-producer and my co-host. And together, we're going to take you inside. Uh, it's crazy. And it's like to- like higher than ours. But anyways, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> like, you're just kind of like, that's. I think that's what I meant. Not they have it so good, but like, God dang. Yeah. I mean, you have a podcast. Yeah, yeah that's, but, that's yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, I think they're in for upwards of 30 kind of thing though right i would assume so yeah <laughs> if, if they have that time to yeah to devote otherwise they'd be swapping a post every you know six months or so for sure yeah so let me ask you what was your deciding factor what was the day was there an exact day that you said to yourself hey i'm done i'm done with this job like i i, I can't physically do this anymore you know the first probably three months in uh it was great really you know, you're you're right. in a control center. You're not actually out on the floor. Right. So you're isolated from all of this. Um, and then after that, you know, you're transitioned out to the floor and then it's not so great. Um, you're moved around. So now we're at like the six month, nine month point. And I thought maybe I wanted to transition to be a caseworker. Uh, caseworkers would come in, work with the inmates, try and, you know, uh, set them up for the ones that were going to be released. Hey, you need to be on this GED program. You need to do this. You need uh, substance abuse classes, that kind of stuff. And I thought maybe that'd be a good way to go with my career, help people. And taking these inmates to and from these appointments, I realized how few of them actually wanted it. Yeah. And the few that really wanted it got after it. They were doing everything they could to make themselves better. But the larger portion of them just didn't care. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to do that. Was I thought I could make a difference? There and just then slowly wasn't... after that, it yeah, it, it wasn't there. And then we actually had an uptick in a lot of violence. 
So we had a couple of escaping tents. Uh, Our neighboring prison actually had uh, a couple inmates that were shot by tower guards. And I was like, you know what? Now's now's a good time to leave. Um, Was there ever any clever escape attempts that you... Uh, Not while I was there. Okay. The last one that happened, and it was years before I'd ever been there, they... uh, Inmates were out in the yard that weren't supposed to be in the yard. Okay. Um, They jumped the garbage man. And tried to get his keys because they were going to take the garbage truck and ram through the fence. Ah, beautiful. And the garbage can actually, the garbage man actually had the wit to take his keys and throw them over the fence. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Who knew the garbage man was going to foil the whole thing? Yeah, he balled no. out. What's uh, <laughs> did, did they end up knocking out the garbage man after that? I would have at I, that point. I would have been like, "Fuck it, serious." Let's take out the garbage uh, man. Yeah, that that one kind of took a, a darker turn. Uh, they actually ended up killing the garbage man. Oh my god! White so thunder. They uh, they were White able to thunder. get over the fence. They were able to get the keys, and I mean oh, they no. did escape. They were they were caught, but of course yeah, that was it was a very clever one, but it it didn't work out. I mean, but they Jesus. followed through. R.I.P. to the garbage yeah. man. God damn! And they thought after all of that driving around in the big garbage truck, they weren't they were gonna yeah, yeah, get away. Yeah, they were gonna <laughs> yeah, be able to get away. Jumpsuits, who knew? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. Jeez. Uh, so, so let me ask you this, White Thunder. When, when you got moved to the floor, did you feel like every second of the day um, that you, that there was a possibility that somebody was going to try to fucking off you? No. No, most of the days, uh, if I had my choice of unit or where I was going to be, they were pretty pretty chill units. Gotcha. Most of them just wanted to be there and do their time. If you were stuck on a unit that had a higher security classification – or more violent criminals than yes. Um, I'm a white guy. I shaved head. So if I was on a unit that had a lot of white gangs on there, no, they were actually really nice. You know, right. they, they always joke around and come down. They're like, "Hey, we're having a meeting up in you know Sol 12. Come and join us." Yeah, thing. yeah. So, um, but no, there were some definitely some sometimes that yeah, when you went out there, you didn't have your back to anybody. Gotcha. And you're not allowed anything when you're on the floor. So oh. you don't have a baton, you don't have handcuffs, you don't have a radio, you have nothing. You're kidding. So you, no, no stun guns or tasers or anything like no, that? No, because it can be taken from you and used on you. Oh, shit. So shit. I would have a little pouch with a CPR mask and a couple of pairs of rubber gloves, and that was it. So if wow. you were in trouble, you better be hoping that your officer in the control center was watching because he was the one that called the emergency response team. So at this point... Like, are you just relying on your physical strength and skills? Like, are are, are you a, a boxer? Any form of MMA training, or what? What, what was um, what was mentally the one thing in your mind that you knew you had in case you got jumped? Then, since you have nothing on you, it was physical. It was, was physical. I'm a I'm a martial artist of 23 years. There it is. So, I knew you. Right. I knew you had something, White Thunder. You, yes. you couldn't have just been walking out there with a. With a uh, living on a prayer, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, no, he that knew and he your verbal skills, it. you had to talk yeah. down a lot of things. Yeah, diffusing. Right? And when you didn't have to talk it down, then yeah, it, it got physical. So okay, so this leads me to this question. Then I'm surprised that another inmate in there of physical stature wouldn't want to try to go against you to show everybody else, hey man, I I could oh, take this oh, motherfucker yes. out. Oh yeah, that that happened quite a bit. It did. Oh, oh so how oh, many yeah. how many you, how many times did you have to defend yourself personally? Uh, they never actually hit you. Well, I didn't have they a situation just like where they hit try me, it, but yeah. I had guys that were 
pushing seven foot, you know, oh, six, shit. eight, six, nine. Oh They're God. big boys. Right. And uh, yeah, they want to get right in your face. You know, they'll see how far I can go. What can I get away with? It's like yeah, well, they the want you in high school. Yeah, they want you to hit them. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, they, they exactly. want to get in there. They're putting a show on yeah. for everyone else. Yeah. You know, what can I get with? Can I intimidate this guy? Is he going to budge on this? I mean, when you have 24 hours a day for umpteen years, yeah. they get bored. <laughs> yeah, dude. And all they do is sit and watch you. So they have time to think, hey, you know, what games can we play? How can I work this person? What angle? Ugh. Oh, God. Even hearing so that is stressful. fucking creepy. Yeah. Like, I, w- I-, I would feel stressed out every, every single second Which of the day said, there yeah he said he did. you are yeah. and yeah. there's a lot of stress you know you go home and you're like oh cool i get to unwind they mm. don't go home right. they sit there and can and then you're gonna turn around and see them tomorrow morning yeah 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 so when you go home are you able to shut it off then like you were able to just to go you know are you married i am now yes like are you able to go home just like after working a long you know shift at the prison and then just be like hey let's go see gardens of the galaxy well, back then I wasn't married was and no, years ago. that, you know, the big thing is everybody went out and drank. Oh, they did. Did they you know, drink? We, they, we they got drink together shift and everyone went straight to the bar and the bar was less than like a mile and a half from the prison. No shit. And a bunch of the other guards there that were off duty or also part-time bartenders. I mean, that was the spot. If you were in law enforcement, that was kind of our bar. Was it called the hole? <laughs> no, but it might as well have been one. Yeah. <laughs> the shoe. Um, what? What about so? You and you weren't married while you were working there. You said no. Okay, so what? What was the? What were the? The sexual relations like outside of jail? Who did you meet and who did you hang out with? If you were going to the bars drinking with people who worked in the prison every night, where where were there? Yeah, yeah. Were, were you guys just you know sleeping essentially with people who worked in the prison? You know, there there were a few. The people that just kind of you know intermingled and passed around i never dated anybody i worked with uh, one of my roommates at the time was also uh, a guard there 90 percent of the people i worked with were men it was a men's only facility okay so you didn't have too many female officers and but- most of the female officers that were there were they were about as big as men i mean they look like <laughs> oh, they, really? they could they mean, can they handle have themselves to be. yeah yeah i mean if i'm in a room and you're my emergency backup team. I got to be able to trust that when you come in, you can handle whatever's going on. Man, I, I yeah, I would I, not be on your backup team. Yeah, not no, only that, but like I just, I just wouldn't wa- like I wouldn't feel safe enough. And it, look, Jesse and I talk about this all the time. And Jesse is actually like really great at this. She's not like your crazy feminists who are just like women are equal and can do no. everything. Mm-mm. That's a job, right, Jesse? That that you'd be like, dude, I there's no way a woman should work there, right? I don't think. Yeah. But that's me personally, because you guys need to count on each other. And so, yeah, you're saying there was some that could hold their own. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. But, but those again, were typically it, the ones, though, that also worked the floor. So maybe right. I had, a, oh, you know, a woman or, or even a guy. Trust me, there's a lot of guys there that uh, use a little sketch. Oh, yeah. For I sure. didn't want I didn't want that guy protected. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that was a good spot for him to go work the control center. Yeah. You know, or maybe he was right. working someplace else where he was not the first line of defense of, hey, I'm getting my ass kicked. You're the person coming in. Right. Now we're both getting our ass kicked. You know, yes. that, that doesn't work. Yeah, I think that's my point. If there was women there that you were like, yep, I'd rather have you here than this yeah. guy. Yeah. Then cool, man. But and, yeah, it, I think it, it's very few. The women who did work there, were they were, did, were they ever uh, doing sexual favors with the, the male prisoners? 
<laughs> no, but I, I did recently see an article dirt. about that. I did too. So I, I, I read that article and I was like, I mean, that, did you read that article? Like how crazy that was with those women? I was like, Jesus Christ. The Arizona State Department of Corrections is supposed to be a place where criminals go to pay their time, right? So what if we told you some are spending their time behind bars hooking up with prison workers? And that's putting you at risk. ABC 15's Elizabeth Irwin got her hands on some telling information you'll only see right here. Elizabeth, what did you find? Sex in the storage room, kissing in the kitchen, romping in the restroom. It sounds like the plot for a salacious movie, but it's the reality of what's happening inside the Arizona State Prison System. ABC 15 News obtained these reports, spelling out in graphic detail the sexual relationships between inmates and employees within the Arizona Department of Corrections. Like this case, when, according to the report, an inmate had sex with a female officer in the visitation porter closet. Or this one, when another female officer admitted to having sex 10 to 15 times with an inmate in the prison's tool room. How about this doozy, a female officer performing a sex act on an inmate inside the prison's control room. It's the prison's central nervous system, the place where guards monitor what the inmates are up to, the controls that can open and close prison cell block doors. It creates disorder. I, I was stuck. Like, when I read that, I was like, Were you surprised, wait, wait, White I Thunder? Were you surprised by that article or not really? Not really, yeah. because we would have one. There was a guy who was notorious. He uh, would brush his teeth naked in front of the door during count. Okay. So, And he would only do this when the female officers would come by. Mm -hmm. Or they'd stand there in front of the, the the cell, you know, jerking off when the female officers would come by. Sure. Um, again, they're not supposed to do that, but, you know, hey, it's prison shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, they no, they never took it any further than that. Right, but you, uh, yeah, again, like you weren't what, what too women, surprised. Yeah, what, yeah. Was, what was the women's reaction to this? Of like, oh, dude, fucking J Jimbo in you know cell block four was jacking off again in front of me. What, what was their to, reaction to they it? They have to be okay. You know, some of them were very stone faced about it. Yeah, because if you react, that's part of what they wanted. Mm -hmm. They wanted the the shocked reaction. They wanted the woman to you know be disgusted and you know make a big yeah. deal. But if they're just like, put it away, you know, type thing. Uh, most of the time it just, it ended. If not, then, you know, they wrote them up. Did they ever come back and talk to you about it? Or they were like, dude, you're not going to believe what I fucking just saw. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that was a source of amusement. Re really? And, and what, what, what would they say? Uh, you know, it, it depended on the guy, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> they so might big be there Billy, like, oh, that yeah. guy's in there, you know, playing yeah. with his, to his Tootsie Roll or yeah. you know, whatever, <laughs> but. That's okay. Uh, At uh, least they could like. Not in front of the inmate, but at least be like they had a sense of humor about it when they when they got you know sure there was a couple sucked. of them in there that were just flat out ruthless and you know they'd sit there and point and laugh at them. So <laughs> I love that. oh Jesus I Christ that, that really? takes the old ego down a peg or two. Oh yeah, yeah. I, that, that I like that a lot. Yeah. And what 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 would they say to him like you little dick motherfucker like that type of shit? You know I don't think it ever went that far because now point, we yeah. you cross the line into yeah. abuse. But, uh, oh, they just, yeah, point and laugh and kind of turn around and walk away. It's they might all... say that to me. They'd never say that to the inmate. Yeah, it's all about walking the line of abuse, you know? Yeah. It's all about walking that line. Uh, what, about, what about tattoos in prison? Uh, was oh, there yeah. a lot of a lot of that going on? And, and yes. is that is that yeah. allowed? Do you, do you guys allow that? No, or? no, no, that is definitely not allowed. That's a big no-no. Yeah, yeah you, you do not. So why is it? 
How are they able to get away with it so frequently? And why is that such a big deal in prison? Well, the reason they're not supposed to, I believe, comes down just to like safety. So it comes down to, you know, art is the sterile. Yeah. We're going to end up with a bunch of people sharing needles and now we have a hepatitis C outbreak or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, so that just came down to cleanliness. Um, but it never stopped it. I don't know how they got, ha- well, I mean, they got smuggled in, obviously, either by an inmate or by someone visiting. But that or you they, could uh, make you could make like makeshift needles. Basically, yes. Like shanks, I mean, they could right? make and, their own inks. Yeah. They could make kind of their own pens and whatnot. Yeah, some so of them like were elaborate and actually them. had motors. Dang. So if they had a motor for their tattoo gun, somebody smuggled them that. Wow. Or they stole it out of one of their shops. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking insane. Uh, like the, the, the conjugal visits thing. I see that all the time. Is that a real thing where you were at? We never had conjugal visits, no. <laughs> Not at your... I, I, I like how you're laughing at me because you see that I, on I TV. Don't that was, I don't know if that's even a real thing, but no, we didn't have that. Right? Like really? I, you, you see it on TV all the time and you're just like, oh, man. The, God, TV lies to me so much. I know. I know. T- TV, <laughs> TV lies to you. So jail, jail overall is pretty just pretty goddamn boring, right? Uh, you know, it's a lot like Groundhog's Day. Yeah, day to day. Same right? thing over yeah, and over. Yeah. Over and days. over and over again. Uh, you know, it, that's and that was your best case scenario is you didn't want it to uh, be yeah. Yeah. really exciting. If your day was really exciting, chances are you spent the last four hours of your shift doing paperwork. You know, yeah. uh, something right. happened and now you're doing right. inventory on someone's property and you're moving on. Oh, no, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, boring every day of the week. Uh, l- l- let me ask you this. Um, the TV privileges. Uh, who can, yes. who controls what to watch throughout the day or do you guys just turn it to a channel? No, they actually had that set up. I want to say there was an inmate board that chose the channels and I want to say it was three months or six months. It changed. Oh, oh wow. So they got to choose. I want to say, let's say there was like six or seven channels uh-huh. and they got to pick what they wanted to watch. And then of course it had to be approved by, uh, the prison higher ups. And then if there was anything that was sensitive on those channels, it got shut off. Gotcha. Gotcha. So there was, uh, I remember when I was working there, American History X came out. Oh, boy. And that Shit. was being played on one of the approved channels that had to be taken off. So we switched the channels that night. It just, it caused way too much tension. Oh, I my bet. God. Yeah. I bet. That's a, that's a great movie. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a great movie. Not a great movie for prison. No. I mean, Jesus. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So let me ask you this. I'm a big NFL fan. How about Sundays? Were they watching football on Sundays? Oh yes. Yeah. There's, there's sports. As long as it was nothing that directly related to something that was going to inflame racial tensions or, you know, showed you how to break out of a prison or something like that. You know, they weren't allowed to watch the Supermax prison special type thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Lock, yeah. Lock, locked up abroad. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But they were able to watch sports. I mean, you know, they betted on it. All yeah, that, that 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 was my next oh. question. Yeah, because because uh, I mean to 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 fight off the boredom and try to keep uh, you know yourself going with you know hypothetical. So uh, NFL runs uh, three days a week: uh, Thursday nights, Sunday nights, and Monday nights. One would think, at least during you know football season, and and you have Saturdays of college football. Um, one would think during football season you could at least look forward to that and at least gamble against somebody else and at least have some back and forth of of rooting interest in in something was that would right. that be a, would did that go yes. on a lot oh yes yep ah gosh all right so there's some things i do now some things i do now um yeah, yeah. 
But uh, no, I, I'd still go to uh, even after this conversation, White Thunder. I'd still go seven years. Like I don't, I wouldn't want more than seven years of that. I, I'd have to agree with you on that. <laughs> I don't think I could be locked up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, last question for you. W- what do you do now, and are you happy you don't work in that in the system anymore? Uh, right now, I am a martial arts teacher, and I am a personal trainer and strength coach. Awesome. Awesome. So, are went you- that route, um, and am I happy that I'm not doing it? Ab- yeah. Is it your phone? Two inmates that were decent oh. people that I actually enjoyed talking to. They and were then in- I look back at all the other bad things, and I'm like, no, I'm really glad I don't do that. And having a wife now, I wouldn't want to do that. Oh, she Because I didn't handle the stress not. well after work. Right. So, no. Uh, you, have, you have any kids or anything? No, no kids. Okay. Yeah, you were like, look, I'm good on that. Look, I'm, I'm good. Stressed. <laughs> stressed. <laughs> well, I have to say, for me, like, you are like my superstar because I'm like so interested in that stuff. I was like really excited to talk to you and thank you for just like, I don't know, being Beyond honest. The show. Yeah, we appreciate being it. Being honest. And, yeah, um, sure. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was interesting to to hear like after you being out of it, like an honest take on how you felt about it. Yeah, because Jesse lives for this shit. Like she I listens, love it. She, she loves it. And they're so stoic and like it seems like I don't know. I just wanted to be like, hey, like, how do you really feel about that? You know what I mean? Because you have to put on such a show because you can't seem weak or anything. I'm saying on these shows. Right. But like, it just seems like you have to like psych yourself up and be a hard ass every day. And I just want to hear someone be like, that sucked to have to do that. So, yes, thank you. And, you know, some of those guys had. I tell you what, they uh. It's not even just thick skin. It's just some of the ones that were really great officers. I don't know if it was their outlook on life or what, but they didn't mind coming in. That's so some of weird. them really yeah. enjoyed the job. Yeah. Some of them didn't particularly enjoy the job, but they're like, hey, it's a good job. And, you know, ah, yeah. whatever happened, it rolled right off their back. Right. Um, and that's definitely a skill I didn't have. Uh, yeah, I would not be able to do it at all. Not for one second. No, I just I'm no, way too yeah. sensitive. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jet, Jet, you're sensitive. Me personally, like I, I don't think I could walk around with that that stress and anger every day. Every day yeah. And then waking up to yeah. do something that was just like, God damn it! Mm-hmm. There's a million motherfuckers in here who who probably wish I just died right in front of them on the floor. Were you ever scared if somebody <laughs> got out? I mean, I know you weren't like mean to anybody, but were you ever like scared if someone got out and then you ran into them or anything, or was it not really like that? Actually, I had that uh, twice where I lived. That you ran into someone that you were a guard and they were a prisoner? Yes, yes. And they, yep, I was their inmate. One of them, the guy was, uh, he had ended up being a bar owner <gasps> in the same town. Really? And I oh, was out well. one night and I stopped in the bar and he recognized me. You're like, like, I oh, hope shit. I was nice to him. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, that's what runs through your head is like, well, this is going to go one of two ways. So right. I, I'm hoping it's going to be good. And he came over and gave me a hug and oh. He, Sat there and talked and shot the shit for a while, and he was very nice. No oh, shit, and, and he did and it he, right, he, dude. He, yeah, he turned his life around. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he was a business owner, owned a bar. That's he was awesome. a very nice guy. Wow. And he was he was always a nice inmate when I was in there. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it was, but you never know how someone's going to react when they're on the outside. Oh so. uh, yeah. Sure. And, I would and, be and who? So who was the other person? <laughs> the other guy. I was in the grocery store, and I'm checking out. And it was a little later at night, and there's maybe two, three people in line. 
and he's looking at me the entire time and I didn't recognize him, but he's just staring at me. And he finally turns to me and says, you were the guy that used to do my body searches. And I'm like, what? And he goes, I remember you when I used to go to, you know, visitation. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he just said this loud as day. Everybody in line heard him. Oh, God. That's awkward. (laughs) That that one was a little fun. That's awesome. You were the guy who did my body searches. (laughs) Yeah. In so many words. Yeah. yeah. What was it? Uh, by, by the way, since since we're fuck, uh, since we're talking about it, did you do full body searches like cavity, the whole shit? Not like a cavity search, but if you went to uh, visitation, you came back from visitation. If you left of for because we had a hospital on site, if you could not be treated for whatever reason at that hospital, you were transported to an outside hospital. You had to be strip searched. So they went in a room with you. You took their, they took clothes off one article at a time, handed it to you. You had to check like the seams of the clothing because they would slip things in like the waistbands or around the collar of the shirt or the cuffs. And they would have to get completely naked. You'd look in their mouth, had to roll their tongues, pull their ears out, run fingers through the hair. And then you'd tell them, okay, you got to turn around, spread your cheeks, hey, cough, lift up your sack. (laughs) I mean, yeah. If they were a big fat guy, you had to have them separate their fat rolls. Oh, oh my boy. gosh. So you'd find people that hide shanks inside their fat rolls. Hey, smart. So, if you wow. got yeah, it. Yeah, the, the strip searches were never fun. Yeah. Oh, another reason not to do that job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There boy, it's go. just a laundry list full of reasons not to do that job. Uh, well, hey, White Thunder, uh, I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate you stopping by. And uh, more importantly, thanks for listening, man, for, since, since since day one. We, we greatly appreciate it, J Bows and I. Absolutely. You guys got a great show. Awesome. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. You're a superhero to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Take care. Bye, White Thunder. White Thunder, thank you for being on the show, my man. Uh, super interesting uh, inside look inside uh, the prisons. Yeah, like I, I said to him on the call, but it's it's interesting to see behind the not facade. It's not a facade, but what you have to be right. to like get through that. It makes you seem like unfeeling, stone, stone face. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. And they can't all be like that. So it was interesting to me to hear an honest like, it's hard to be like that all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, it's a job that I, I definitely would never want. Obviously, never want to fucking be in jail. But I, I wouldn't. I would never want to work in there. It's interesting because the inmates kind of have the same thing like we were talking about like they have to be acting a certain way right. all day yeah. to not get fucked yeah. with and conversely the correction officer has to be acting a certain way all day not to get fucked with and they're both just like but that that and that's in it, that, that in itself feels like a prison would feel like a prison to me you know yeah to have to be that because you're yeah. in and you get to go home at night but you still need to like be proving yourself every yeah. day. No one get no, fucked with. Yeah, every yeah. day you got to wake so up and try I to fucking reprove yourself. To me, that's interesting. Man, uh, yeah, look, crazy interesting interview, and uh, we we greatly appreciate you being on the show and sharing your insight. Uh, with that, we're gonna give it to the uh, revolutionary figure of the day. Um, this one's going out to Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah, it is. It is. Why? What 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 is your? Because you I was I have been waiting for Benjamin Franklin <laughs> to come up. Why? And I because 
this is just like the most obvious. <laughs> like the most obvious. Here, here's but here's how I'm, here's how, here's how I'm gonna get you. Poon hound. He was a poon, poon hound. Hound. Here's how I'm gonna get you tonight. Um, okay. Because you don't have I don't sh- I don't share with you the revolutionary no. figure today, so you have no idea. And we do this out of the fact that like I like to surprise you just because I liked your genuine reaction. Yeah. So what? Wh- <laughs> why do you think I'm doing Benjamin Franklin tonight? Um, I I don't know. Did uh, he do something with jail? He did. Oh, I but I didn't know that exactly. I didn't either. Okay. So he, okay. Here's why. Um, it says at a at a uh, a salon. So I'm I'm assuming so, that, that that could be saloon. Okay. Um, this is uh, well. What's the context, Cohen? In uh, a salon. I, it, yeah, it was. It doesn't say bar in here. So, you know, maybe that's an old, olden time turn um, or look, mm-hmm. writing has gotten so shitty these days because it's so rushed for the Internet that you got to make deadlines. Maybe it is saloon. Mm. Um, maybe they left the O out. And this is a okay. bit. Bu- this is, by the way, this is business insider. So it's not like I'm reading this but on salon fucking salon can mean a couple different things. I know. So, like maybe he was getting his wig done. I don't know. Or yeah, okay. I, I don't know. But at a salon hosted by Benjamin Franklin, a pamphlet was read calling for the construction of a house of repentance. Uh, in which solitude could work to soothe the minds of criminals <gasps> and enlighten alternative, the group believe, to inhumane public punishments like the gallows, the pillory, the stocks, the whipping posts, and the wheelbarrow. Uh, this, so, according to Business Insider, was was the thought process and invention of the first prison mm-hmm. for people. And okay. uh, apparently this was this was created by Benjamin Franklin, and then the uh, uh, the first invention of the the penitentiary was was actually in in uh, in Pennsylvania. So who knows? A bunch of bunch of white poon hounds yeah. deciding what criminals should be. Uh, the the, the very the, the very first out. prison, yeah, they're they're saying was was over in Europe. Uh, the very very first prisons over in Europe makes w- sense. The ones in um. Uh, America, we're, we're apparently Ben Franks. Finally, and, and again, this is a business insider, so if this is incorrect. Go after them. There's you know another saying? one that I'm waiting for you to pick. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but when you pick, when you finally pick him, which you will, I'll I'll let you know. That, that, that's I'll like a super then. obvious, like revolutionary figure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that like I'll be like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll be interested to see like how you wedge him into whatever conversation we have. Yeah, because look, with with Benjamin Franklin, oh, I wasn't no, going to do the the fucking kite on the string and sure. you know, the, the the key on the string and shit like that. But this is interesting. Yes. I thought um, no, that was good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, this was uh this was a fun show. Uh, nice way to start off your your work week on Monday by uh, li- listening to a prison guard. So uh, you know, <laughs> if you're out there listening and you're like, "Bad shit," I'm going Either to a, I'm going to a job I hate. At least I'm not in prison today. Right. And then if you are going, if you are a corrections officer, yeah. Sorry, but we we get your we we feel your pain. We we do feel your pain, but but also like like you know White Thunder said, there there is a lot of people who who do work the jobs who are trying to help other people and and they and, enjoy the jobs. So do it well do, and yeah, like it. So. Either either way, good on you. Like sure. it's uh, uh, look, I, I've said this a million times in life. Jobs are hard enough to come by in this world. Uh, if you have one, 
and you're 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 lucky to love it even better but if you just even have a job uh fuck uh, yeah again and you're able to support your family still it's still an admirable thing so uh to, to everybody who's at home listening we love you uh for the jables i am ross patterson this is the revolution good night everyone good night